Good evening, folks. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Super Mater Brothers podcast. No Maters, no Foster, just me. It's me, Jamil Robinson, once again, doing a Big Brother recap. Solo, welcome. We're doing episode 16 and 17, the veto and eviction recap and analysis. Um, why am I here by myself? Well, unfortunately, Foster is not feeling too well. Um, we're pulling for him and wish him well. Um, I hope you get better, dude, and I'm pulling for you, so get better. All right, but we're here, and we're going to do a recap, so do the best we can. So, folks, bear with me. It's um, very rare that I do this solo, but uh, we're going to make it work because that's how we do. All right, so what I need to do is get our pictures going which I will in a second. So um, what an episode, very emotional episode that we just saw. Um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, unfortunately, my pick in the draft, uh, Jonathan has gone bye-bye. And um, before, before I really get into analysis of what we saw, um, I just want to mention like what I saw in Jonathan and why I picked him. Um, Jonathan seemed like an extremely genuine individual who would have been able to and did um, build uh, really great relationships with the individuals in the house. You saw the reaction and we'll go through it again of how people felt about him. And um, I honestly feel that was was actually genuine he seems like a really good dude a little bit too good <laughs> as it seemed um and i wish he could have been some someone that you know people used in the house more but you know that's how it goes and um i know me personally uh i'm <laughs> gonna miss the dude because he was pretty awesome in my opinion so uh but that's how it goes all right, so let's uh let's get this screen share going. Okay. Alrighty. So previously on Big Brother, as we always go through. Um <laughs> Ty and Santina were at odds. Santina the week before was the invisible HOH. Tried to get Ty out, Ty was taken down. Ty vowed next week if he's HOH, he's going home. Oh, she's going home. What happened? One HOH. That's how it goes. But <laughs> uh, Santina was not endearing herself to the house. Um, she made some comments about Anita's um, <laughs> uh, pancakes um, as, as well as a previous uh, issue she uh, she had with Anita regarding some toast, garlic bread. And uh, we saw what was playing out for even a little bit, Anika versus Santina in the waffle debacle. A lot of bunny heads, miscommunication. Um, Foster and I talked at length about it last, uh, last episode, so go back and ch check it out. Um, I think I put my feelings pretty much I play, you know, I think I pay, play fairly between the two of them. Um, and we'll see a little bit of uh, Santina's uh, behavior 
uh, play out later on this episode or episodes. So what are our targets? Uh, Santino was safe due to the Bel Air direct uh, safety. And so Renee became the target. Um, Hope volunteered for the block. So he was the pawn. Renee was nominated and was the target. So we start off with Hope <laughs> and Koozie uh, having a conversation. Hope kind of detailing a situation and, you know, uh, Koozie really just expressing it's like you can't put yourself in this position because you're also putting the crown in this position. Please stop it. Like, we need you here. You're doing this and you, you always have to like, we have to figure out a way around it. You know, you do this too many times, it's going to be a situation that's not going to be favorable. So uh, Renee and uh, Claudia are talking and there's the the feeling about like you know people's reaction to the situation why is you know why is this side of the house always being focused on like koozie's game is there and everyone seems to just let koozie kind of do her thing a lot of put, putting a lot of the focus on why isn't koozie and koozie's side being the focus why me i have a general feeling that i might be in trouble so uh koozie of course comes in <laughs> like she heard them like speaking her name and you know checks in on renee to see how she's doing and you know they play this off um but eventually claudia goes and has a conversation with ty which goes as usual with claudia and ty whenever they're conversing together uh, and it's a lot of <laughs> Claudia giving her opinion um, and Ty really being extremely dismissive. Um, I might not necessarily agree with all of Claudia's takes. I understand Claudia's position, especially when it comes to her game. And it makes sense. Um, but overall, the consistent thing, regardless of what Claudia decides or dis decides throughout her game, Ty being so dismissive and patronizing all the time. I cannot understand why she even like even responds to this dude, the dude, like if, if like anyone listens, who's like Ty's family, you probably like Ty's a good guy and everything like that. I don't understand Ty. I don't understand how he like, is he empathetic about certain situations because things happen and people give their genuine reaction to, to interacting with him or something he did. And he is, he completely does not understand how they're feeling or understand that emotions and feelings are involved and takes that as like, as nothing, as no, nothing of value. Um, so I never really understand. Regardless, Claudia goes, talk to Ty, vents. Obviously is venting, right, um, about it, taking some of the information that, that Renee was talking about. It's like, you know, what about Koozie? Why is there a focus on Koozie, et cetera, et cetera. Well, unfortunately for Claudia, <laughs> Koozie was in the bathroom. <laughs> um, and she quickly departs. And Claudia... <laughs> 
<laughs> he was like, what? No, no. Um, and uh, she has Ty go to the bathroom to see if he can hear her. And he can. So <laughs> um, he's like, okay, uh, we got to go and try to see if we can do some um, damage control. And they work on Koozie, but obviously Koozie has taken some of the information insights and, you know, she plays it off downstairs, says she didn't hear anything, but I have the sinking suspicion that she did. Um, and then it's taking that information, you know, you know, and kind of put it in her pocket. Uh, but, you know, folks, <laughs> this has happened multiple times in Big Brother Canada. If you're going to go and start talking freely, check the room, check the corners, you know, like people, you know, people are in and out of the HRH room. They don't lock it. So like before you say anything, check to make sure that it's all clear. Anyways, Ty goes downstairs, tries to do some damage control. Um, you have Anika and Kuzi talking um, and we see this consistently. They always check in, want to see how things are going. Uh, debating them on the Renee situation as well and Hope so it's time to do the Vino so Hope um, he draws Santina we have Renee who gets Claudia and with Ty he gets house guest choice and he debates on this and he says in his confessional that the reason that he did what he did was to ensure that people don't think that he's working with the people because he's like, I would pick Koozie, but I don't want to, I want to throw people off the scent. So he ends up picking Renee, who she surprises the first time she's actually competing, you know, in a POV or anything like that. So she's super excited. Um, and then Koozie and, and, you know, Ty have a check-in and, uh, you know, once again, doing good work. She's checking to see how things are going, uh, detailing exactly what the thought process is, blah, blah, blah. Let's go to the veto. So the veto is uh, Bella Direct inspired, and it's a kind of a puzzle physical challenge. So you have different rounds, and you have the competitors who drew uh, you know, lots in terms of who they're competing with. So for each round, there's typically a puzzle component um, and then a little bit of physical and then they have to race and press the doorbell on the um, the fake bell direct door. So the first group is Hope versus Santina. And what they need to do is they need to fix um, the fence. So they have to, to uh, put the boards together and screw a nail in there. And then they have to fit the puzzle pieces of the, the picket fence and then pick up garbage dump it in the garbage can, press the bell. And um, Hope does such a great job, um, but he totally forgets to ring the doorbell, so everyone has to remind the idiot, <laughs> bless his heart, to don't forget to ring the doorbell. And you see a picture, if you're seeing it on a YouTube screen, everyone pointing it out is like, go, go, <laughs> where are you going? Go to the doorknob. So, he does that. Um, just checking to make sure my volume is actually working. Uh, sorry. I think it's working. Anyways, I'll continue on. If it isn't, I will be very, very embarrassed. So he rings the doorbell. 
and wins and moves on to the next round. So the next round is Renee versus Shania. So um, in this case, what they have is uh, this is the puzzle on the floor, the tile, and they have to take all the puzzle pieces, put it into the the little tub there, the uh, wheelbarrow, and then um, do the puzzle pieces on the ground. And then they have to move over and uh, untie the wing nuts from the the tire and then roll the tires into specific slots, all four tires, and then add new wheels to the car and then tighten the bolts again. And Shanae wins. It was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, especially at the beginning. So then we're left with Hope versus Claudia. And uh, Claudia wins. Uh, this one also had the... So in this one, they had to do the tiles on the floor again, I believe, the walk path. And then they had to put bricks in the wall. Uh, Hope was not able to do puzzles at all. It was like a hopeless cause. And um, <laughs> Claudia kills them. So Claudia and Shania are in the finals. So um, it is your classic survivor. Um, here's a ball. You have to get it through a course with um, a lot of the sides um, fall off. So you have to do it very precise to roll it down a specific maze path that you control the entire board. And you have four slots. And although it is really close, surprisingly enough, Shania wins. She has the power of veto. And now everyone's kind of like, oh, no, what's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen here? Because the thought process going through is like, hey, if by any chance Renee comes down, just have to throw up one of the other girly pops, right? If anyone tries to use the veto. Well, Claudia, right, is obviously shouldn't be going up because she's aligned with Ty, HOH. And if Renee comes down, uh, should I can't be used, Shania, Nene, can't be used as a replacement nom because she won veto. So now options are very limited. Uh, once again, Santina cannot be, uh, you know, put up on the block because she's safe from the Bel Air Direct. So that leaves the Shady Bunch, which is Anika, Daniel, and Kuzi. Uh, Hope and Jonathan from the crown. That's it. So, Claudia and Ty check in, which you know is always a good time. And um, he's once again very dismissive, as per usual. All right. Uh, to which, you know, there's a bump, bumping of heads again, bumping of ideals. It's not cool. And then eventually you have Renee go and have a conversation with Ty, trying to understand his point of view, trying to say, hey, you know, uh, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, it's going to happen. I'm going to be taken down. And Ty basically alludes to it would be bad for Shadea if she if she takes it down. It would be bad for her game. And, you know, it would be bad overall tries to to put that point in. Renee retorts and says, "Hey, um if I don't get taken down, I'm going to be gone." 
And <laughs> Ty's like, no, that's not necessarily the case. It's like, it's most likely the case, really. Uh, so <laughs> Shania has a conversation with Ty. And Ty, once again, states, it would be very bad for your game if you do that, right? Don't put me in that position. You might not like what I'm going to do, right? And the the show narrative basically alludes to the fact that Claudia, right, might be put up like he would like she would be punished all right so um 1257 in the morning uh there's a conversation amongst the shady bunch about how they're going to you know do the full court blitz on um on shania about not using this veto so let's break break down the plan Right, so you have Hope and Jonathan. They're gonna run interference. Right, they're gonna go find Renee, keep Renee occupied, so there's no problems. Right, so they spring into action one hour until the POV. Right, Kuzi goes to Shadea and says, "Hey, I need to talk to you." Right, Anika and Daniel C. They go back to the room and wait. Right. They bring her in, right? And they have a conversation, right? And they're all talking to her, right? Including Claudia about how not to use the veto. Please don't do it. You know, this is going to be terrible for your game. Um, you want to do what's best uh, for your game. Working with the house is not good. Don't do it, you know? And they really pressure her. And she, like, she, it looks like she's breaking. She looks like she's breaking. She's not going to do it. Uh, she even implies and states that I guess I'm not going to be using the veto, right? At this time, you're like, where's Renee, right? Renee's in another room, right? And being looked after by Jonathan and Hope. So we see that it was accomplished. Now, during the digital dailies um, that was not um, shown on the actual program, we get more information and we would have known that uh, Ty had other people in mind. It wasn't Claudia. That was the technically the punishment that was being floated about. And uh, if you were just watching the, the live television program, you would have thought, hey, uh, is, <laughs> is he seriously going to put up Claudia? No, right? Actually, what we end up seeing is the veto. Is it used? Yes, it is. And Renee is safe. And Ty, saying that you've made me do what I didn't want to do, puts up Jonathan on the block. So, Hope, who volunteered for the block, right? And now Jonathan is sitting beside him, meaning two members of the crown are on the block, post veto. One of them is going home. Um, the house is not happy about it. And when I say the house, I mean everyone except the girly pops, which would be, and if you didn't know who the girly pops are, it is uh, Renee, Claudia, and Shania are the girly pops. So and you start seeing a lot of the households start to openly get 
uh, very emotional about the situation. Uh, for example, Santina, hope, like balls, <laughs> balls. He he is like in this show. I think he says he he cries more than he actually says things. He's crying so much, um, which is just insane to me. Um, I know it's one thing to to feel strongly about a, a player, but come on, like really, let's. It isn't that bad. It isn't. It isn't like it isn't the end of the world. You feel bad, right? But it's like he's dead. It's like Jonathan is dying, and he's just like my guy. <laughs> Right, there's one like so. People might say, "Oh, Jamil, like you were talking about Ty being not being empathetic, right?" But there's like there's degrees. Hope was too far on the other side of the spectrum, right? Um, I yes, it is partly his fault, but you also need to pull yourself together, right? So. Uh, crowd the the entire group is just emotionally distraught um so we're heading into episode 17 um so uh ty um uh, checks in with jonathan to right after you know jonathan kind of you know you know hugs people and kind of get gives himself some distance goes off and then he he wants to be alone a little bit, so uh, Ty catches up to him, kind of says, "You know, this I didn't want to do this. This is just how the situation played out. Uh, sorry about that, man." Jonathan, being the nice guy that he is, just is like, "Don't worry about it. It's okay. I understand." You know, so so said, so done. Right, moves on. He goes and sits down. Claudia then has a conversation with Ty, and Claudia kind of vents again. And the girly pops and Claudia were kind of taken back by how emotional the entire house was about the situation. She's not mad about Shania's decision. She's not mad about Ty's decision to do that to Jonathan. She is, I guess, frustrated saying, hey, why is everyone acting like Jonathan died? Like, he's just on the block. I was on the block. And no one was, you know, that sad or that, you know, emotionally um, struggling as this one is. Like, what the hell is that going on? And Ty, of course, in his infinite wisdom, makes it about him and, you know, doesn't listen to what Claudia is trying to state, which she does repeatedly. Um, try to you know inform him about like where she's coming from and makes it about uh what Shania did to him and to herself. Um, which is dude, this guy's so frustrating, it's ridiculous. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> moving on, Ty goes and <laughs> sees Hope, um, Daniel, and Anika. Hope is still crying. Hope is still crying, bawling. And Anika's getting very emotional, too. And Daniel has to be, like, the voice of, like, sensibility and go, like, 
guys, pull yourselves together. Come on. Right. So anyways, Ty comes in. He's doing his apology tour, which isn't really apology. Kind of like his hand was forced. Blah, blah. Own the move, dude. Just own the move. Anyways. Uh, the girly pops are kind of separating themselves from everyone because people are still kind of reacting to it. Um, Shania points out that, um, uh, well, it's good she wore her, you know, flame top because she's setting the house on fire. And um, uh, the girly pops are kind of over the fact that everyone is just so sad about the situation. And you know what? I kind of, I, I understand where they're coming from. You know, they did a move, you know, they did a move and um, everyone doesn't need to act like Jonathan's dad, you know, so. Um, so you have uh, Daniel comes out to see him, uh, see uh, uh, Jonathan. Um, Anika comes out eventually to hug him. Santina comes out to hug him. They talk a little bit. Not saying they understand Shania's move because everyone again was in the house was against it, and if she wants to work with the house, then you know, kind of ridiculous that she didn't, you know, foresee that people's reaction is. So Shania goes, comes out, and goes to the girls and goes, um, "I guess that's what you wanted," or something along those lines. And of course, the girls does not react very positive to to that. Santita says that. She said it not to be malicious. She just was trying to be supportive. The tone, the tone was not there. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, she's like, well, you know, good job. And still comes across as sarcastic to which Shania was like, what was that? Anyways, and uh, saying that Santina was um, coming out for a fight. So was she? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know. Could be, but I have to assume positive intent. Always assume positive intent unless, like, they give you enough proof. And Santina keeps on stating that she's trying to connect with individuals. And I don't know if she just doesn't understand to be able to communicate accordingly with people and that's why it comes off so fake but yeah i um it looks like she was coming for a fight honestly but assume positive intent anyways uh we get a, a quick scene where it's 4 50 4 50 a.m in the morning and we see daniel c get up daniel c gets up goes from his gets up from his bed no one is really up it's just him and he goes down to the pool room. So we know in the pool room that uh, we've seen a couple of scenes throughout the season where individuals have been looking through the books to find clues. So it seems that Daniel C. wanted to give it another run, see if he can find some clues and, um, you know, figure this out. Um, he hears there's something about the fireplace, uh, something about a triangle. So he's trying to do different things. Uh, like uh, he starts looking at the fireplace. He sees as the pictures above the fireplace. So he takes some um, items and tries to cover up the eyes, right? He, he, he puts some items on the pool table and he takes the, the, the set of the pool uh, 
uh, setter to see if there's something about it. And he just doesn't understand. Here, here's a picture. He says, okay, big brother, these clues are um, actually a little ridiculous. Which, you know what? If it takes them a full season to figure it out, it's well worth it. Right? That's the the balance that you have to find with these sort of uh, clue situations. It has to be difficult that they don't immediately figure it out, but eventually, with enough time and effort, they can. So hopefully, they find that right balance. They had that right balance with these um, this mystery, and uh, we get that payoff in the end. Uh, so we have <laughs> Anika and and Koozie having a conversation about what to do, right? They have a decision to make two members of the crown. Do they get out Jonathan or do they get up Hope? Uh, Jonathan, the um, the shield for the group who can get information, who everyone loves, or the sword, which is Hope, who's always down for a fight, uh, but he's such a dummy <laughs> that he puts himself in bad positions. Jonathan has his negatives too. Um, as nice as he is, we don't know if he has that fight to compete and to win challenges. Uh, so um, they have a decision on their hands. Um, initially, they say hope, but once again, um, we kind of we kind of see later on that there's a lot of wavering back and forth. So Claudia has been thinking a lot of, about the conversations that she's had with Ty, and finally comes to the conclusion as time to break things off good for you should have been sooner but still good for you and you know ty is like you know whatever pays it off very casual but um you see this look you've seen this look that ty has after they hug i've seen it before right he's like he didn't think it was going to go down like that right now uh, the one of the things about like I typically will believe with a guy like Ty, Ty's going to be like, don't worry about it. He'll like, he'll brush it off. Right. And, and, you know, just, you know, push it out of his mind, push it out of his mind. But regardless, Claudia, I celebrate you. Good for you. Move on. You know, you don't need that in your life, right? Whether it's in the game in big brother or in your life, life. All right. Right, tidies to act right, and he wasn't acting right in the house, right? From what I was presented. So, all right. <laughs> so we get a scene where uh, Koozie's talking to to Hope, and Hope is like, you know, saying that he's he's up for the task of like continuing on. He's not trying to campaign against uh, Jonathan, but he's campaigning for himself. Um, <laughs> so Koozie tells him to put his panties on. Um, as he's come out of the shower. So uh, I didn't take uh, Foster. If you you come back and you watch this, Foster, I didn't count all the people without shirts. But there, between these two episodes, I remember at least three times shirtless. I apologize, man. I apologize. Three. Anyways, um, Hope mentions that he's up for the task of, you know, competing for the crown. And he's like... He's going to go commando, <laughs> to which Koozie laughs because uh, Hope doesn't understand the slang of being naked as, as going commando. He only thinks of it from the military term of, you know, uh, growing up in Ghana. Anyways, 
Anika campaigns with Jonathan. Jonathan talks about his his final points, and it leads us to the actual eviction. So, who's it gonna be? Is it gonna be Pokemon Sword, <laughs> which is uh, Hope, or Pokemon Shield, which is Jonathan? Uh, Sword and Shield. Um, so. Uh, once again, we have the debate there with the last-minute campaigning with Daniel C. We get a brief sequence before the actual vote where all the women come together. All the women come together. And to be fair, there's only three women left, three men in the house and a whole bunch of women, um, which is an oppressive feat if we think about it. All right? And even though the all girls alliance didn't necessarily work, it's still something to be proud of that they made it this far and that they, you know, accomplished something in terms of like women lasting in the big brother game is not something that happens. So it is something to be applauded for. Now, if you would ask me, do a good portion of these women deserve to win? Nope. That being said, if you ask me about the men, I would say the same thing. <laughs> so um, we're still pretty early. There's a lot left game to play. So hopefully people separate themselves. What we've pre been presented at the very least is a very impressive koozie game, right? A very sly Nika game. Claudia has shown to be both a, a physical threat as well as a, a, a social threat. But I think she's been a little bit distracted. So hopefully... Um, with her separation of Ty, we, she kind of puts her head in the game. So I wish her luck. Um, Santina, although being a social pariah, she has shown that, um, you know, she's got some skills. So there's a lot left game to play. Um, hopefully their um, positions all improve. All right. So we have the eviction with um, Hope and Jonathan, and they do their speeches. Um, Hope is very proud of uh, wants to be an example. Please take the lessons learned, folks. If you are going to use hope as an example, <laughs> take the good ones of the enthusiasm, but don't don't take the um, the brain farts, please. Don't. Uh, Jonathan, dude is pure class, pure class. You know what? Even though unfortunately he was evicted, right, four to three, the dude. If, like, someone does not sign this dude to be, like, a representative of a brand, whether it be Big Brother Canada, whether it be Canada itself, this dude is, like, like I've never met this dude, and I know that I like this dude. And um, he, he, he's, he's, he was the best of them, best of them in terms as a person. Right, came across as a genuine, nice um, individual, a great representative of uh, Newfoundland and the East Coast, a great representative of Canada overall. Um, if there was Miss Ni Mr. Nice Guy universe um, worldwide, um, I would be extremely happy if this dude was the Canadian representative for our country. So um, we say our goodbyes and... 
he heads off to the jury house. He gets some very nice uh, goodbye messages. Uh, very heartfelt. And we go into a HOH challenge. So it's a competition setting where it's two people and they buzz in and they face off. And uh, I'll be perfectly honest, let's skip through this. We're going to talk about this more um, next week's episode uh, just so that you know, we can go into detail. I want to get Foster's opinion because Foster is our challenge um, expert. Uh, see how we feel about this. We we talked about last episode. We're like, where are the mental challenges? It's been a while, right, since we've had anything really. They've had some puzzle components, but really, let's 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 be honest. We need we need a little bit more, right? And um, after the the endurance challenge that we had. For the previous HOH, it's nice to see one. So, folks, battle out. At the end, there can only be one. I'm skipping straight to, as I said, we're going to recap it next uh, week. Koozie is a new HOH. So, that's interesting, where a lot of people feel that Koozie is working with Ty. So, um, we're going to see... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, people are going to really see what, what's going on. Is she going to go with the house? And what the house wants is they want Ty's head. Um, is she going to put up Ty and Renee? Um, is she going to put up Ty and Santina? Um, who knows? But uh, this is uh, uh, this is uh, win number two uh, for the coups. So we're going to see how that goes. Okay. So Foster did send me some messages. Um can't use his throat too well, so uh, I'm going to be his voice. So um, he had a little thought process. So let me just read out some of the lines for him. Uh, Koozie's everywhere in the house. Um, that's one. Two, Hope put on a shirt. So see, he saw it too. Um, <laughs> he says that Santita should go home, should be the one going home, not Hope or, or Johnny. Hey, Johnny would have been safe if they didn't put the Beller Direct um, uh, safety on him way too early when he didn't need it. And this is what happened. Um, so, and he is extremely happy that Claudia calls out Ty and leaves him putting off, putting an end to his disaster HOH. Yeah, uh, dude had a horrible HOH. And I don't even know where his game goes from now because he's banking on that he can work with Koozie, but Koozie for the most part is loyal to the crown um, and Anika and Daniel specifically. And I don't think she wants to upset the house by trying to work with Ty, right? Ty can't really work with the girly pops really because they don't feel that they're being heard, especially after Ty's reaction to Shania and Renee's um, situation altogether. Santina still has blood, blood, blood with, um, with Ty and Hope, who stayed. You know, he just he just uh, had his best friend taken out from the game, right? So <laughs> I don't know where Ty goes from here. Like, do you just get out Ty or are you just, you know, dealing with it? Oh, we have guests. We were just wrapping up, so let's get our guests on. Hey, Jamil. Hello. How's it going? We just thought we'd say hi. Yeah, you see me uh, working solo. Is it just Foster. Solo? Yeah. solo? No Foster? 
Foster unfortunately is sick and could not make it. Aww. How sick? I will not dis. Uh, I will not disclose. Like, but puff puff sick or um, <laughs> glug glug like, sick or like illness. Um, <laughs> test test sick. Oh okay. oh. <laughs> yeah yeah he called me today i thought he was gonna try to get on i didn't he was gonna try on. but symptoms were acting up again and i said no. don't push himself no um health I, first yes health first um big brother gives us a lot of episodes so it's not like there's less opportunities for us we could so you so just been talking to yourself then yes and for 40 hoping, minutes yeah and was it the best conversation you've ever had <laughs> um, you know everyone agrees with me it's awesome i feel like <laughs> that's the best <laughs> <laughs> i feel like tie in my head um uh, yeah. yeah and this, this was a an exciting episode tonight i'm sure you had a lot to break down already um yeah well i had a lot of pictures is you, my guy still in which guy is that oh wait no that's survivor i picked i think this is big brother right? <laughs> yeah sorry i did i did break out a picture um do we have we have like the cast somewhere don't we i got a oh. photo you have uh, <laughs> your pokemon, pokemon sword, sword <laughs> and pokemon shield which is uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> they literally <laughs> called it the sword and the shield so i had to make these pictures unfortunately i picked jonathan as my starter pokemon and um he is gone from the game oh uh, who do you like who do you like in the picture jody uh i like the guy with the uh uh, tons of tons of O's in his last name. Hope, hope. hope. He, sur <laughs> he survived the eviction tonight. Oh, yes. Good. Oh, good. Of his own doing, he put himself on the block. He volunteered. He volunteered to be on block, and then his ally went out into the block, and then he cried and cried and cried. He cried for like like in terms of like television time, it was like ten minutes. A grown of, man, like, hard weeping. <laughs> the fact hard that his weeping. friend was nominated for eviction. <laughs> Like, the the yeah. guy that I picked did that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. Now I feel bad for picking him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty he's he I, is I should have picked one of the girls. The girls, the girls seem to always do better on the big brother there. Well, uh, not don't. to collectively. Oh okay. no. Okay. Well, I don't know much about Big I, anyway. uh, Jamil, I was also so thrilled tonight that uh finally, finally Claudia dumped Ty. Yes. Um, this is well overdue. Jody, this dude, literally, every time she would come to him and vent and just express her her feelings or her thought process, he would just say like, well, you got to stop. Like, for example, tonight, he's like, you better stop what you're saying right now and be careful what you're going to say because you might upset me. Right. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? I'm, I'm expressing my feelings about a situation. He's right? a very deep man is what you're saying. Yeah. As we're watching yeah. this, Jane was like. I bet her family's very happy about this, like that she's watching this <laughs> right now. Like this guy is like. I Why isn't like, Jane on this? Uh, she said she says she's not a talker. That's her, you know, what she says. But, uh, uh, look, I bet that if she was in here, she she would pull a Foster, which is fine. Which is like, it will get to a point in the conversation where she's like, okay, I got to step in and say her opinion, yeah. and then she like, you know, kind of ease back. So I she think wants Jane to try would it be out. A fantastic addition. I think so. I think so. Sometimes I just pass along the things she's she's she's. Which known. is great. Which is great. Jane, Jane, Hanhart, Hanhart, Jane, she or like the kids do now. The kids now do like this, which <laughs> yes. to me is dumb. Like Hanhart, Hanhart, okay, full heart. Right. 
but this man is uh, is infuriating. Uh, the whole thing here tonight with Shin- with Shania and the fact that like they were all mad at her. But I was like, do the math, Shania. And finally, Renee did it for her, where she was like, yeah, well, they're probably mad at us because they had a plan and you screwed up their plan. And so that's, you know, they don't like it. I was like, yeah, they're in an alliance. To- oh, yeah, that they probably have something going on that we don't know about. And that's why we don't understand why they're mad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, do the math. Like, figure it out. You're not in their alliance. You just, you blew up their alliance by by not uh, using the veto. By t- Who'd she take down? Um, she took down uh, uh, Renee. Renee, right? And, uh, you know. Nene. And, and so this forced a member of the crown to have to pretty much go up as the replacement. You know, because he wasn't going to put up Claudia. So, yeah. and that was like really the only other one it could be. If so. only she dumped him earlier, right? <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I don't want to be rude, but I am definitely out of my element here. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. And I have some programming to do anyway. So, you know what? I'm going to say goodnight, but uh, nice seeing you. Jody, it's always a pleasure to see you on this show. Thank you, sir. I hope you had a great Picard, which was, I heard, very emotional too. Very. Uh, I don't know if emotional is a word for me, but. I but, I have uh, not seen the good. episode of it yet. Very good. Um, I uh, I decided you will I'm not be watch- disappointed. Ooh, not at all. That I'm giving you. Uh, you know what, Jamil? I'm giving you the hundred percent Jody guarantee. You will not be disappointed. I was the low vote tonight. I was the one who was like, you might be a little disappointed. Jamil, wow. you know me. I don't give out tens. I don't give out tens. I gave out a ten tonight. He gave it ten. Wow, wow. I couldn't go higher than eight point eight. That, which is still look eight point eight is still, still strong number, still strong number. It was because the episode was mixed for me. Like I like some of the first part of it was boring, and then it really picks up. And then it's, right. it's anyway, I'm taken it's away okay. from the wrong podcast here. So anyway, have a great night, guys. I okay, greatly thanks. appreciate it, right. and folks. What you just saw, I, I thought you would be ready. <laughs> All right, what you just saw is a prime example of the programming that you would see on. Live Long and Podcast, which is our Star Trek review um, podcast, um, whole channel worth of content. Enterprise at eight. Enterprise at eight. Enterprise at eight. Yes, is one of the shows. And of course, on Thursdays, you have Picard, the newest uh, show that's airing right now. And then when Strange New Worlds comes on, you can definitely check June, out. That's going in June. Yeah, but we only got we did uh, episode nine tonight, and episode ten will be next th- uh, Thursday, the finale for this season three. Yes. Unfortunately, we didn't get an IMAX screening um, because IMAX, Crave, and Cineplex need to get their crap together. Yeah, no Canadian cities were involved. Yes, which is unacceptable. And uh, people should hold their feet to the the fire anytime that you see any representative from those companies. You can do it on my behalf. Um, You know, tag me when you do it. Um, Be appropriate but still strongly disagree with their thought process. But as I said before, uh, Live Long and Podcast, one of the many wonderful pieces of content you can see on a federation of sorts, a federation of podcasts that we all belong to, right? Uh, You can check us out. The address for this content is ufpodcast.com. Is it cast or casts? Uh, UF podcasts, podcasts, because it's plural, multitude of great programming at your fingertips. Check it out, including Davin Skelhorn in K B B B L with Baker and Francis. Yes, I got it right. Um, 
where uh, this week, uh, I believe tomorrow, they're doing, um, was it Dancing Homer with your guesting on it? Yeah, I'm going to be on yeah. tomorrow and talk about Dancing Homer. That's exactly yes. right. Is great. So Simpsons recap show KBBBL. Um, Davin is also on Hold Up with the World Mind. Chris Murphy. So the concept with Hold Up: three movies, two movies pre two thousand, one movie post two thousand, and the World Mind. Chris Murphy and Davin determine do do those movies hold up? Each um, episode features a new theme. The next theme is on heist, but yesterday they had an episode on the internet which featured 1995's the net 1995's um hackers and 2020's guns akimbo with um the former harry potter is going to be replaced by a a new uh pretty young thing for the new um, hbo max series that was uh, just recently announced um fyi just giving you a heads up right <laughs> Uh, Devin is also continuing his rampage through the 90s on an X-Men the Animated Series um, podcast called X-Rated and uh, where he reviews um, old episodes of Fox's X-Men with um, Andre Mayette the great Andre Mayette the multi-talented Andre Mayette how talented? He has his own podcast the Graphic Histories podcast he's that talented huh? He's, He's that, that talented. talented. He's so talented, he has his own podcast. His own podcast. I struggle to talk for 40 minutes by himself, right? The dude could talk to for episodes on end by himself, but he he graces other individuals to guest with him yes. on the show. He allows and others to speak as well. So he has others to speak as well. He could do it by himself, but he's like, no, I'm good. Right. Let's let's bring more people on the fun. So the most recent episode has um, um, East Coaster director. Um, do you? Uh, uh, I I kind of forget the details. It's good. Uh, he's a, he was an East Coast film director who I think was responsible for Hobo with a shotgun. Hobo with a shotgun. If I'm <laughs> yes. quoting a my old friend. Um, also on Wednesdays we uh, typically have the Hellbo Hellbound. A podcast a horror movie podcast with alex blackburn and michael chan uh they do reviews of horror movies and often YTV's they do white tv's own michael chan popularity papers check mm-hmm. that out ytv slack tv 6 p.m put in your dvr mondays mondays check it out definitely mm-hmm. um tell them we sent you yeah um they'll know us they'll know <laughs> uh also, um, every month we have trivial debates, exactly what it sounds like. We have three debaters come in with one special host, one special theme, and great episodes. So just recently we did a WrestleMania uh, episode where I competed along with uh, Jason R. All right, and Andre Mayette, once again, see, multi-talented. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. The, the host was uh, the world mind, Chris Murphy. I like saying the whole thing, right? I don't just call him Chris Murphy. It's the world mind, Chris Murphy. And last but certainly not least, the newest addition to the Empire, Amon on track, right? It is a yes. album review podcast, right? Amon's there. Dave is guest starring this episode. 
where they went over the two disc, the two album worth of content, Hamilton soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. Right. How many, it, yeah, we, How many tracks? We 46 tracks. We got 46 into it. 46 tracks. Yeah, we we ripped all through the uh, talked about all the different songs, how much we liked them, how they fit with the bigger story. Sort of, it was also a history lesson, just because we were kind of just talking about what was real and what was fictionalized, and and uh, all the different uh, great performers that kind of came out of that show who are doing different big shows now. Like, um, uh, well, no, no, like there's the guy who went on to do uh, Mine Hunter, and then there's the guy who does uh, uh, Snowpiercer as well. Yeah. So a lot, a lot, of, a lot of talent came out of that show. It's like um, it's like uh, was it a second city, second city where you just see this this gra- like this unit of individuals just spring forth to to make uh and have an impact in Hollywood, uh Hamilton same thing, um and obviously you're here at this channel you stumbled upon us, right or you're old time listener you know what we do well i'm going to tell you once again this is the super mater brothers podcast tv and movie reviews we do big brother we do survivor we also do marvel movies with the mmms and and shows yeah and shows so uh most recently we did an ant-man quantumania review Right, and uh, we will be doing the Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Three coming up next month, and um, possibly some trailer reviews, trailer reactions. Uh, that's uh, st- stick with us, and um, don't you dare miss us. Um, our next episode for the Supermater Brothers is on Tuesday, where we have another edition of Big Brother. We'll see the fallout of Koozie winning HOH. Right, who did she put up? And then on Wednesday we have a spicy- oh yeah she won hoh I was we didn't mention I I, did, I kind of briefly talked about it because I said I'd rather us focus on it next episode so Foster can chime in we can go yeah. over the the challenge a little bit more because that's Foster's jam um, were you sad to see Jonathan go I, I actually started off the show kind of lamented on you know how he seemed like such a genuine classy individual. Um, possibly too good for the game. Um, I, I, I've never met this man and I, I think that I would like him like, not like, you know, oh, this person seems fun or anything like that. I mean, genuinely, I think he might be, uh, probably one of the nicest people I would ever met, ever meet. He he seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. and I said that if there was a Mr. Nice Guy universe, like a like a, a pageant, he would be an amazing representative for Canada. So were they right to vote him out then on that logic? I can understand the thought process, too, because as great of a nice guy he is, one, I never want to compete against him in final two. Right, so if you're, you're, you're I don't know if you have a chance to vote him out here, you, got, you know, yeah. versus hope, you know, like hope you can, he's not... Uh, a formidable opponent. He seems like you could get him out at any point, you know. So, well, I think that the difficulty with voting out Jonathan is your heartstrings. The difficulty with voting out Hope is that um, can you beat him in a challenge? And he can be beat because if it has any type of intelligence around the challenge, he is a dead in the water, and anyone would be able to smoke him. 
right? We've seen it in the in the veto competition where like he like puzzles. Uh, I don't get puzzles, right? Like, <laughs> right? He almost he almost lost the challenge because he forgot to ring the doorbell, and I, I had to show the picture. Um, let me see if I can get it. I have it up where luckily I have it close by. Uh, here it is. Let me put that picture up. Ring the doorbell! <laughs> Ring the doorbell! Everyone has to point it out. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I understand why they kept him because it's like he could win one challenge, but he won't win. He can't win them all. Yeah. It's, it's, right? All. right? Right? And no one's going to have a problem getting him out. Whereas Jonathan, sometimes you just got to bite the bullet. Yeah. And have him in the jury so you don't technically betray him. He 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 will vote for anyone who's in the crown. How come how come uh, Ty didn't consider putting up a Nika instead of Jonathan? Because <laughs> he doesn't want Kuzi pissed at him. Right. And Daniel pissed at him. Right. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and like really, I so one of the things I, I briefly touched upon is like Ty has no one left. No, like that, that was what was amazing about this thing with, with Claudia that he was so proud. And he was, I'm like, you have nobody else, Ty. You're like, he might have, he might self evict anyway, because they said somebody's going home Tuesday, you know, for some kind of like dinner, dinner party of death or something. Oh, Lord. So, well, um, it, it can't be uh, uh, like, it can't be that he's going to self evict, right? They could well, do, they could do a uh, chain of, um, chain of safety. Maybe like I don't know like I just like no I, one's gonna pick Ty. Who's gonna pick Ty? Chain of safety. Nobody like I think mm-hmm. that Ty is Ty is really gonna I, if he's gonna continue in this game. I don't know like if it's it's gonna be very uh, fun for him from here on. He's out, gonna but. have to hope that Kuzi decides to 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 Use pick him. him up. But yeah. like Santina wants nothing to do with him. Hope does is not gonna want anything to do with him. The girly awesome. pops not gonna want. Claudia is obviously gonna put distance now and like uh, definitely maybe, right and. Anika and Daniel, I don't like why would it wouldn't be a good look, especially after what happened with Jonathan. Like, so unless you want to throw away the crown, the rest of the crown. So it doesn't make any sense for anyone to vote out Ty. At the same time, maybe you don't vote out Ty because you always want that thread in the house. Right. And right. if you take a shot at like someone like Santina and you take her off the board. Do you not like instead of someone coming after you, they're going to come after Ty because it's like they have unfinished business, right? <clears throat> yeah, like so. I get, yeah, I think it, the season is pretty interesting. I think so far, I think there, they, there's um, the, the characters are all pretty distinct compared to like the survivor season we're watching in comparison right now, like which were some of those casts, Heidi, was, think, uh, Jonah Lynn, and um, Lauren, Lauren. You know? It's I like think who, so, who and who. Yeah, I think there's some forgettable characters on that season. But this season, I think even like Anika, who's more of like maybe the most forgettable one who's still in the game, I think is still an interesting player. And to to to, to you can still into talk about what she, what her thought process and opinions are, and where and she how stands. she factors into like the social dynamics here. Yeah. You know? So okay, one of the things that we don't see in the show is kind of her positioning. So, um. Everyone from the outside thinks that Anika and Kuzi are very tight. 
but Anika has a final two with Daniel, right? Right. And the question that a lot of people have watching the show is like, why is Daniel able to get away with like, why was Zach so close with him? And why do like people always try to include him in things where it seems like, aren't those three a pair? Like a three, a couple like Anika, Kuzi and Daniel. So right. what happens is, um, the outside perspective and what Daniel is telling people is that Kuzi and Anika are very close together and he's on the outs. So they're constantly trying to scoop him up as a number, right? So he's in a very good position socially, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Kuzi is, is seen as this very strong player and is ev- uh, on everyone's mind. So Daniel kind of positioned it that way. And Anika is also benefiting from it because they won't necessarily go after Anika. They would go after Kuzi first. They won't go after Daniel, even though he's such a strong position with everyone in the house as well. Hmm. So that's something that we don't see on the TV show, but hasn't really played a factor. So it's like, we don't really need to talk about it immediately. There's stuff happening. Yeah, well, it keeps shifting. And I think that's a good thing because you know, yeah. even the girls alliance seem to come back from the dead tonight. So. Well, I don't think it's necessarily a girl alliance. It was like a girl acknowledgement. Like if they had like a land acknowledgement for like women, right? It was like, <laughs> I guess like, it could be like that. We're but. here to commemorate the mm-hmm. fact that there's only three men left and soon there will be two. And right. But and, Santina was ultimately maybe the swing vote tonight, right? And because uh, it was a 4 3 vote and Santina chose to vote out Jonathan. And I think she might have partly done it because of koozie and her wanting to work with her on this girls alliance you know so well i wouldn't like if i was koozie i would not try to bring Santina into a girls alliance because i do not want to repair koozie i don't want Santina to repair a relationship with renee and the girly pops but I we saw that, to... that 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 whole meeting with the women tonight kind that of was just to... once again that was a land acknowledgement yeah, right? okay i i think if you're koozie you would want Santina in the crown because then Santina would be would be loyal on behalf of Jonathan. Like if Jonathan talked to Santina and said, "Hey, um, I'm a part of a group, an alliance. Um, they'll keep you safe. You can work with them." Um, if if he told Hope, "Look after Santina like like you would look after me," right? It mm-hmm. would create safety and create a bond, not as strong a bond necessarily with the crown. Right overall, with the shady bunch portion of it, but at the very least, it would give Santina what she wants, which is she wants a group. Right, she's been by herself. Right, she she needs someone to play with. Right, she's in a much better position than Ty. Right. Yeah. Well, Ty's in a, I think, in a very bad position going forward. Um, right. So, if you're if you're Kuzi, you put up Renee and Ty, wouldn't you? And if um, one of them goes off the block, you put up um, the next member of the girly pops. Yeah, like I think it's depends on like with Kuzi. Yeah, like I think she's got she's obviously going to keep the crown safe and she's whatever is going to be the best option for her. You know, I think she probably will keep Ty around just because he's possibly favorable to her and based on especially on how this week played out, even though she didn't get exactly what she wanted. She got lost to Alliance member, but like she was able to manipulate the situation, at least to her own benefit. And the, and at least you know Anika, who's our closest uh, next ally, her number two, right? So yeah, that's from her her perspective. But Anika's really 
with Daniel. No, and that conversation tonight between uh Kuzi and Hope was was hilarious. Like, <laughs> commando. <laughs> commando. Like... Com- yeah. <laughs> but just like how he's just such like an idiot. Like this guy. So well, it's, it's cultural differences, but yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like I guess he didn't watch that much friends. No, he like he's got a lot of grown up to do this guy. So yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Oh. Yep. That's it. We made it, folks. We made Thank it. You. Thank you uh, very much, uh, Dave, for coming in and kind of doing cleanup. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, folks, we started off Mater Free, and we're, we're <laughs> you here. You can't avoid us forever. Yes. <laughs> um, so on behalf of the Super Mater Brothers, including Jeff, who's not present, but here in spirit, yeah. Foster, which we hope um, you get well, get better. Yeah. Uh, we bid you all adieu. Check us out next episode. And remember... Remember, someone is always watching. I'm not going to end the show. I'm going <laughs> to.